This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. So why do seagulls live near the sea? Because if they live near the bay, they'd be bagels. Welcome to Wings and Things, where you'll find real answers to real questions about everything you want to know about pet birds. Care, feeding, bird products, travel, and more. Everything to make your frequent flyer a happy camper. From parrots to parakeets, cockatiels to cockatoos, you'll have a bird's eye view of everything there is to know about your fun, feathered friends. So, spread your wings and get ready to fly with your Wings and Things host, bird expert and author, Susan Chamberlain. Hi, welcome to Wings and Things on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Susan Chamberlain, and we've got a special species spotlight today. We're going to be discussing conures. They're colorful, vibrant birds from South America. And a special guest, Roberta Fabiano, and her mitered conure ratchet. Roberta, welcome to Wings and Things on Pet Life Radio. Well, thank you, Susan. It's such a pleasure to be here. Well, what is your conure's name? I see your little mitered conure. Ratchet is right here on your arm. Yes, she is. And she's a green bird with red around her face. Mm -hmm. And she's about 11 inches long overall. Mm -hmm. While we're talking about conures, we should tell you conures are indigenous to South America. And there are two genus of conures. There's the Pyura conure, which includes dusky conures. They're kind of quieter, smaller, and have more jewel tones, you know, the darker tones. And Ratchet is a member of the genus Aratinga, which if you put the two words together, Ara means macaw, Tinga oh, means okay. smaller. It's we like little macaw. That. And they actually do look like little macaws. Yes, they do. They have a big beak in relation to their face. They have that long tail. They're larger and noisier than the Pyura conures. And some of the Aratinga species are the gold-capped conure, the sun conure, blue-crowned, cherry-headed, and mitered conures. The Jende conure and the Nande conure. Ooh, I had a Nande conure. You did? Yes, I did. And I, I must say, well, the Nande has the black head. Mm-hmm. He's a little smaller than the mitered, and, uh, but he's very loud. He's very boisterous. My Nande didn't speak, although I, I do understand that some of them can speak. But he chattered away enough. And those Nandes, oh, yeah. you know, they have that little black head and the green body, but they look like they have little red leggings on. They yes. have red feathers they on do. their legs. They do, yes. And my friends used to call him the gangster bird. The gangster bird? Yeah. Why? He was just very demanding. Headstrong, oh, okay. You know? Well, they kind of are. You know, I, I call my Amazons the gang of four. Ooh. Sometimes I call them the Sandinistas. Oh, my goodness. You know? <laughs> they, they get what they want, and they work in concert. But um, yeah. one thing about conures, um, we'll spell it for everybody who may not know. It's C-O-N-U-R-E. You know, I get mail from people calling them condors. Oh, right. Yeah, sometimes you look in the newspaper, and you see somebody selling a um, gold-capped condor. <laughs> I used to think that way before yeah. I knew anything about parrots. So I know. I and and you want to call what kind of species that is. Yeah. But it's a conure, C-O-N-U-R-E. Right. And there are many different varieties of them. 
And, you know, when, when you go to um, Costa Rica, you may see them flying around, jabbering away. You know, you can't oh. um, mistake that sound. I'd love to go there. Mm -hmm. yeah. I saw some in Bonaire. You know, the island of Bonaire has its own that? species. It's off the coast of Venezuela. Mm. It's part of the ABC Islands, Aruba, Bonaire, and Curaçao. Mm. And they have an indigenous conure called the Bonaire conure. What does that look like? It kind of looks like the Jende conure. It's yellow with green wings. Wow. And it's probably about the same size, maybe about nine, nine or ten inches long oh. from tail to head. See that little, that little voice you hear in the background here? That's Ratchet. She has to put her two cents in every so often. And she does speak and she sings too. No, she does. Yes. Well, yes. Conyers um, weren't always known for their great talking ability, but now that more of them are um, domestically bred and hand-raised, we're finding out that they do have a much better talking ability than anybody thought. Ratchet, would you like to say a few words? Ratchet, why don't you tell the audience, why don't you ask them a question, what's up? Go ahead, ask them what's up. What's up? What's up? Come on, that's me saying it. We've been trying to yeah. get her. What's up? What's up? You know, Ratchet's very used to the microphone because her um, her pet human, Roberta Fabiano, is a professional musician. She's the lead vocalist and lead guitarist with the legendary Peter Duchin Orchestra. And Roberta often brings Ratchet with her into her recording studio. Yeah. And sometimes on special gigs. I brought her actually on, on a Peter Duchin job once when we played for the fundraiser for the Long Island Parrot Society. Do you remember that? That's right. You did. And I put her by the microphone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you did. She looked good. She did. She's, she's great. Roberta, you know, Roberta has a specially outfitted guitar for Ratchet, too. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what it is, Roberta? Well, I have this, a friend of mine gave me a little Barbie guitar. It's actually quite cute. It's got little nylon strings it's mm -hmm. built to scale and it's like perfect size uh -huh. for my bird and i give her i give the bird well i have to I, I would never give her the guitar and and leave the room i have to watch because it's got little pieces on it you don't want her swallowing it or chewing it right. but i give her uh the little guitar and she bashes it around like a little pete townsend oh that's so funny yeah i that even put her funny. on youtube i got a little youtube thing <laughs> Oh, that's hysterical. Yeah, you know what? Um, what well, one thing we have to be careful of though now, you know, you're hearing so much about the toys for children made right. in China. Oh, yes. With, um, that have lead paint on oh, them. What is that all about? I know. So, you, you know, we have to be especially careful when we're giving our birds human toys. Yes. And yes. take a look and see if they're made in China or even in an undeveloped country because they yes. may not have the same requirements as we do here in the right. United States. I know that I've learned mm -hmm. uh, from the Parrot Society, mm -hmm. definitely if you're going to give them a cloth toy, it, it better be all cloth, mm -hmm. it, nothing with the plastic eyes or anything like that, right? Yeah, no, you don't want anything that they can yeah. pull off and swallow. Right. But, Roberta, how about your own guitar that you have outfitted Oh, yes. Ratchet? Oh, that one. Yes, yep. I put a little uh, a bro <laughs> a broken drumstick uh, on the end of my acoustic guitar. I just taped. It's one of a throwaway guitar. It doesn't, you know, didn't matter that I put tape on it. And I uh, put my uh, the parrot on 
on the on the drumstick, so it's a little yeah. perch. A parrot perch right parrot on the perch. guitar. Right on and, the guitar. And when people think it, uh, see it, they think it's like some cool musician thing that they right. didn't know about. <laughs> then you see the bird appear. <laughs> I know. So Say, cute. what's that? That's my parrot I perch. Know. That's I for know. sure. You know, one thing Conyers have in common, uh, being rainforest birds, they just love water. Mm-hmm. And when I had a couple of Conyers years ago, you know, the minute I would fill their water dishes, mm-hmm. they would be in those water dishes taking baths. Yes. It didn't care matter how cold it was yes. in the apartment. They were there taking baths, <laughs> splashing water Sounds all familiar. over my cat oh, and no. all over everything. Really? And yes. you had a cat with when you had your parrots? Oh, my cat was terrified of the birds. She was. Yeah, all that, well, all that have to do is sound off and throw water on her and her ears were flattened out. Oh, and no. She, she was off and running. So she never tried to attack. No, she didn't. Uh, so Ratchet loves water, too. She does. She takes a shower with me every day. She does. Yeah, I got, I've got one of those little perches that, that attaches to the wall with little suction cups, and mm-hmm. she loves it. She closes her eyes in bliss. Yeah, she has her own little shower perch. Yes, she does. And she demands that she I demands. put her in. She just Oh, I bet she goes does. crazy. When well, she knows I'm going to take a shower, she just screams until I put her in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's great. You know, daily shower is so good for these birds. Yes. It's so good for their feather condition. It's yes. great for their sinuses. You it's spray good for yours? their skin. Yeah, spray I spray them? mine with a spray bottle. Sometimes they'll take a shower, they'll take a bath in their water dishes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my African gray parrot, Bert, he gets like right in the water dish with his feet like <gasps> oh, a duck. It's so yeah, funny. It's so He's got cute. those big wet feet. So when you spray them, it's a straight water. You don't put anything else in it, right? No, it okay. really isn't necessary right. to put anything else put in it. You can't put soap on your bird. Right? No, no, no. You you don't want to strip the essential oils right. off the bird's feathers. Right. You don't want to add any perfumes mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So um, just plain water. That's what they're used to in nature, and yes. that's what they should have in your home. Just plain water, and mm-hmm. and they love it. Mm-hmm. You know, if your bird's afraid of, if you're going to be giving your bird a shower, right. and it's afraid of the spray bottle, mm-hmm. try just spraying it up toward the ceiling and let the droplets gently fall on your bird. That often has a totally different effect than oh, if yeah. you just like shoot it at the bird <laughs> gun style. Exactly. You know, and and exactly. never use water to punish your bird. You know, if your right. bird's yelling and screaming, of course you can encourage it to take a bath, spray it gently to distract it. I'm mm-hmm. all for distraction, mm-hmm. but you know, you don't want to put it on a stream and you know shoot it at the bird as a punishment. Not a good thing. No. I mean, when a bird's yelling and screaming, it's it's not being bad. It's just being a bird. He's trying to communicate with you. Yeah, maybe That's there's all. something amiss in the environment. Right. And one time my birds were screaming and carrying on, mm-hmm. and uh, there was like no no rhyme or reason for it. Mm-hmm. So I I looked, you know, at their perches, and it was a little below my eye level. So I said, let me get down to their eye level. So I got down to their That's eye a good level. Idea, yeah, yeah, and and as soon as I did, I could see there was a big black kite caught up in the telephone wires on the next block. That's wild. And they could see that. And, oh, and they probably and thought it was, it was an eagle them. or something, a big bird. I know, a big right? bird of prey. Fuck, yeah. So, um, oh. you know, try to think like a bird if your bird's that's doing something idea. that um, you don't want it to mm-hmm. do or that <laughs> seems frightening. We hear Ratchet there. Ratchet. I wish she could speak. Okay. Come on, why don't you say something? Well, like we can a... hear plenty. Come what's on, Ratch. What's up? 
What's up? What's up? Why don't you try to sing? Want to try to sing a little bit? Sing Merry Christmas. Come on, come on. She's saying, come sing on. Merry Christmas. Come on. Sing Merry Christmas. Oh, come on. Sing. You sing. Come on, you sing. Sing Merry Christmas. And then the other song, well, she does sing Merry Christmas. It was mm-hmm. taught by her former owner. Mm-hmm. And she also does Shake Your Booty, unfortunately. But she okay. does sing the, come on, shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your booty. Come on. Shake your booty. Sing. Shake, shake, shake. Uh, uh, I guess Rat- Ratchet does not want to cooperate. I have to say, Roberta, she has you very well trained. Yes, doesn't she? <laughs> She's using me as a preening stand right now, so the people will know. Yes, she certainly does. Yes. But she does have very good talking ability. Mm-hmm. She says, shake your booty and Merry yeah. Christmas right. and come on, sing. She says, come on, sing. And And she also says, at night, she'll tell me when she wants to go to sleep, she'll say, Good night. She she gets a, yes. like Good an Australian night. accent. Yes. Good night. I love you. I love you. Good night. Give me a kiss. I taught her how to say I love you. And she says, pretty girl, pretty girl. I'm a pretty girl. I'm a pretty girl. I'm a pretty birdie. I'm a good birdie. I thought she was calling me a pretty girl. I think she was. Yes, she was. And then when you leave today, she's going to say, bye-bye. See you later. Yes, bye-bye. She'll stand by the door and watch watch the guests leave. And she'll start saying that, which is wonderful. And she'll also, when you come here, she'll say, uh, come on in, like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's mimicking me. I know. She's yeah. really she's really something. And mm-hmm. she just has her, her big, beautiful new cage with all her toys. That, yes, and, that you gave plenty her. plenty to do. Thank you very much. Yeah, she needed a brand new birdie condo. <laughs> it is a condo. Yes, it's a, it's her safe place. It's her it's her new estate. She kind of loves to show it off. Yes, she does. And the birdies do love to show off. Yes. Now we uh, there was a really interesting um, phenomenon out in San Francisco. Um, many of you may have heard of the book or the movie, The Wild Parrots of Telegraph Hill. The birds in that movie. Um, some of them were, looked very much like Ratchet. Most of them were cherry-headed conures, mm-hmm. but they are very, very close um, second to the mitered conure. Mm-hmm. They both have red heads and brilliant green bodies. There were also some blue-crowned conures mm-hmm. in the flock, and a man named Mark Bittner kind of observed these birds and began feeding them, began studying them, began caring for them. And then the movie, The Wild Parrots of Telegraph Hill, came about. And shortly after, not too long after the book was published, and it was an incredible story about these wild flocks. And in parts of the country, you do see wild flocks of parrots. Mm-hmm. Um, in New Jersey, you see the Quaker mm-hmm. parakeets right. over in Edgewater. Mm-hmm. Yes, we saw that. Mm-hmm. And they also have the Quakers in Brooklyn, I believe, yes, around Ocean Brooklyn. Avenue, mm-hmm. uh, near Coney Island. Yes, uh, and, and up near Co-op City. Co-op near, City, um, City Island. I, City I've Island. seen nests there that, that had to be taken down by the uh, electric company. But mm-hmm. I, I, I believe that they did it humanely. They made sure that there were no deaths. Yes, well, the, those Quakers, they build humongous yes. um, community nests, and yes. they live in these big nests by the hundreds. They do. So... Uh, 
it's just incredible to see them out there living mm-hmm. and thriving in the wild in an urban environment. Mm-hmm. Oh, Roberta, we yes. saw Conyers and Quakers in Florida also. That's right, we did. We saw in Coral Gables, I saw a whole tree of mitres. Oh, did yeah. you? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, I was out of my mind. <laughs> and, we, and we saw the Conyers and the um, Quakers in Lantana. That's right. We saw Nandes too. Remember mm-hmm. on top of the palm yes, tree? Yes, that's right. We were going crazy. I know. It was so cool. <laughs> and, you know, they live, they thrive, and mm-hmm. um, they haven't um, they haven't become pests as far as we know. You no. know, the mm-hmm. Department of um, Agriculture gets a little, or Fish and Wildlife mm-hmm. gets a little concerned about it every once in a while. Right. But so right. far, the only ones that they've seemed to impact are the utility companies right. because of the Quakers building their nests on utility poles. Right, and, and the weight of the nests mm-hmm. are what they're concerned oh, about. Oh, yes. They but, can weigh hundreds yeah. of pounds. Yes. But, you know, ospreys built their nests on utility poles for years, too, and they still do. They still do. That's why people Even erect our, osprey platforms. Yes. Well, I, think, I believe people are, are, are uh, erecting platforms for the for the, for the, the Quakers, Quakers as now. well. Yeah, because there was a real mm-hmm. atrocity in Connecticut mm-hmm. where they were being taken down by the, uh, the, the companies mm-hmm. uh, up there, the electric companies, and uh, they weren't doing it in a very humane way. No. Sitting on a branch overlooking the parking lot, the pigeons watched as a Mercedes pulled in below them. What do you think, one bird said to the other. Should we put a deposit on that car? Stay perched. Wings and Things will be soaring back right after these messages. What if you could protect the life of your cat with something so simple and affordable that you already use every day? Get ready for the evolution of kitty litter. It's Kitty Litter. Along with all the features you've come to expect from your kitty litter, Pretty Litter's patented and scientific formula will also monitor your cat's health and detect illnesses early while providing industry-leading odor control. Two kitty litters, same cat, same price. But there's one important difference. Pretty Litter reacts to your cat's waste by detecting health issues simply by changing color. And the key is that Pretty Litter detects these issues before your cat shows symptoms of physical illness or pain, likely saving you major dollars in vet bills while protecting the health of your cat. What do you think, little guy? Ready to switch litter? Pretty Litter. Colorful insight into your cat's health. Go to prettylittercats.com forward slash cat 101 or use coupon code cat 101 to get 20% off your first subscription order. Let's talk pets on petliferadio.com. A Frenchman walks into a bar with a parrot on his shoulder. The bartender asks, where did you get that thing? The parrot replies, in France. There are millions of them. Don't have a canary. Wings and Things is back with more great words on birds with your host, Susan Chamberlain. Well, people people really fall in love with these yeah. wild parrots, as um, Mark Bittner did in San Francisco. And um, after Roberta read the book, she wrote a song about the wild parrots of Telegraph Hill, about three of the birds in the book. Roberta, why don't you tell us something about these birds and what inspired you to write the song? 
Uh, well, it's just a tearjerker, the, the whole story. And I didn't even know a movie was coming out. I just read the book, and that was actually, if, if anyone has read the book, it's good to see the movie and vice versa. They both complement each other. But in the book, Mark, uh, the birds actually changed Mark's life. He was living homeless mm-hmm. and just making it. You know, by the skin of his teeth. Uh, some it's all you got to read the book to know how he connected with the birds, but mm-hmm. they changed his life around, uh, gave him a tremendous meaning to his life that he never had. And there were three parrots in the book. One one of the parrots you won't see in the movie. Her name was Dogen, and uh, so I chose. I I read the book. I wrote a, an email to Mark. Uh, just said, "Hey, I love your book. I want to write a song about three of your favorite birds." And I figured one was Dogen. The other one was Connor, who was the blue crowned, and then mm-hmm. Tupelo was an, another uh, cherry head. Uh, those are his three most uh, beloved parrots who are no longer with us. So, I, And I wanted to fashion the song uh, with the same kind of sentiment that Abraham Martin and John. You remember the old song by mm-hmm. Dion? Uh, it was a great song. And uh, so I called it Dogan, Connor, and Tupelo. And uh, I, I sent it off to him, and he said he loved it, and then they ended up including it in their, their DVD when they made uh, the DVD of the movie. Oh. So that was really cool. Remember that? That was, that was a So there's a the, the music video of Dogan, Connor, and Tupelo's yes. on the DVD of the right. movie. Right, And um, it's mm-hmm. also um, people can download it on iTunes. That's right. Or... They can. Yes, they can. And uh, they can download it off of... Uh, Oh, we can send them copies through the Long Island Parrot Society website. What's, mm-hmm. what's that website again? That's www.liparrots.org. Correct. And then uh, you could order it through that, and, and then your money will go towards the building of the Long Island Parrot Museum Shelter and Adoption Center. Yes, that's something that's, that's... very um, sorely needed, as yes. we do have so many displaced parrots, mm-hmm. homeless for one reason or another. Yeah. And we'll go over that in an upcoming show. Mm-hmm. But right now, Roberta, I would love to hear the song, Dogan, like Connor, and Tupelo. Okay, okay right. let's go. Master Zen and Connor was. 
Having an awesome birthday or adoption day celebration for your four-legged feet. Great memories and Instagram-worthy photos. They're available in two colorful themes, Tropical and Fireman. It's a dog's life. Celebrate it with Molly and Bandit Pet Party at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Frenchman walks into a bar with a parrot on his shoulder. The bartender asks, where did you get that thing? The parrot replies, in France. There are millions of them. Don't have a canary. Wings and Things is back with more great words on birds with your host, Susan Chamberlain. Roberta, that was just breathtaking. I What a, you, what a song. You know, I, I, I remember when you and Mark Bittner performed it together. At the, at, at the meeting, right? At, yeah, at the Long Island Parrot Society's meeting yes. shortly after the movie came out. And there was not a dry eye in the audience. I mean, people were, weren't just like tearing up. Some of them yeah. were actually sobbing. Oh. You know, they had seen the movie and they could just relate right, it to the song. Right. right. And we had uh, Pete Antel on bass, remember? Oh, yes. Him? Mm-hmm. Thank him very much for playing with us. Yeah, Pete Antel. services, another great songwriter. And what was Pete Antel's famous song that he, he had? He had a song uh, called... Nighttime, okay. which was a major, and he mm-hmm. was also the first person to record uh, the Dylan song "Times They Are Changing." Oh, was he? Can you believe? Wow! Yeah. 
Yeah. We want to let the world know. <laughs> yes, we've got we've got some special songbirds here as yes, well. We do. <laughs> That's for sure. Yes. But Roberta, one thing I noticed at at the end of the song was was the sound of the of of parrots. A whole sounded like a whole flock of parrots. <laughs> well, that was just uh, I I have a keyboard here. I call it a workstation. It's mm-hmm. a Triton. People that are in the music business would probably know it's sort of the standard uh, keyboard that you use and uh, has samples. I have samples mm-hmm. of parrots. And as a matter of fact, I sampled your parrots on here to create the uh, theme that we're using on the show. And we'll use it on the television show because uh, you do. Did you ever tell people your television show that you do? Well, the Long Island Parrot Society yeah. has has a television well, right. show. And you host um, regional here on Long Island and up in Rockland County mm-hmm. on Cablevision's public access mm-hmm. channel. That's, it's called The Bird Club, and it's a That's weekly half-hour show. Yeah. And because it is public access, of course, right. it, um, the time and even the day may change every six yeah. months. So yeah. you kind of have to look for it or mm-hmm. go to the Long Island Parrot Society's website and mm-hmm. look for it. Okay. And again, that's www.liparrots.org. But, um, Roberta, were those yes. the actual wild parrots at the um, end of the song? Um, I did implant some of them in there. And mm-hmm. uh, I did go to San Francisco a couple of times. And I met mm-hmm. Mark and Judy. And, you know, they're married now. They got yes. married. Mm-hmm. Judy great, is the, um, was the filmmaker. Pro- that's right. She directed and, and uh, pro- produced. The movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she does a lot of other animal-related uh, uh, movies. And mm-hmm. um, it was just amazing. You walk up. Towards Telegraph Hill, and you hear them flying overhead, hear and then, them then you e- start running. Oh my gosh! Do you hear them even before you see them? Yes, like we did when we went and saw the Quaker parrots in um, New Jersey. Yes, remember we were, yes. we were walking down, and, and we were hoping we were getting to the right, right place, and then you heard. Them. Then you heard them. Then you start running. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you heard them, but I mean, it must have been amazing to see birds that look just like your own oh, birds flying around. And there is a mitered conure in the flock. Her mm-hmm. name was—I think she still might be around. Olive, mm-hmm. and she mated with one of the cherry heads. So they have. The oh, hybrids mm-hmm. now, hybrid babies. The hybrid baby. And, no, the, and there was a little parakeet flying oh, around with right. the flock, too. He sort of led movie. the pack. Yeah. He led the pack. He, he didn't know he was tiny and Australian. No. Oh. With all those South Americans. Yes. So how was it emotionally just seeing these birds just flying? Well, the greatest, amazing. the greatest part of that visit was when the birds came and uh, visited Mark actually came to mark in the trees you know where where oh. we'd see him from in the movie i mean there i was right there mm-hmm. and i took a ton of pictures and of course it was just uh for me uh just breathtaking to, to see that and be a part of it and uh i think the people of san francisco that that got a, that uh, became aware of uh, what was going on they started to feed the birds themselves and uh, mm-hmm. we realized that it's not a good thing because then the birds uh, depend on humans. So I, Mark and Judy have, have uh, I believe, worked on passing a law that it's illegal now to feed the birds mm-hmm. and let them live in the wild. But they were also able to preserve the trees that yes. the birds were living in. Yeah, I, I know nature. there was a situation where um, mm-hmm. 
there were going to be some of the trees were going to be cut down yeah, and they were able to yeah, stop that. They stopped. I think one was cut down. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but they they saved a few. Which well, you know, in, in San Francisco, you don't, um, when when you have a pet, you don't, the, it, it's no longer referred to as owning a pet. Is that true? You are, you are the pet's guardian. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Owner is is not politically correct. Really? Yes. Well, but, it's, it is true, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We always know? say that our parrots own us yeah. because of their personalities, but in reality, it is. I know. Well, you know, in, in New York, where we live, um, it's um, the the legal standard for animals is that they are property. Right. But I think when you have a bird, the question of who owns who is really up for grabs. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> who, who was that other guest you had at the uh, Parrot Society meeting? It was a uh, Joanna. A burger was that her name? Oh yeah. What that book? Uh, the parrot who the owns parrot me. Parrot who owns me. Oh, mm-hmm. another <laughs> and, great book. And and they kind of do. You yes. know, they they're they're the boss. Yes, they, they you are. know when I I get up in the morning and it's uh, t- time to take care of the birds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you feed the birds, you socialize with the birds. You... Oh, you are an amazing, amazing bird owner. Well, you are. She. I've. I've stayed over Susan's house, and I have seen what Susan does. You. You make the muffins in the morning. Well, it's not really a muffin. I mean, this is kind of a neat recipe. Yeah. If if um, you'd like to try it, you use um, egg beaters. You know, constant eggs for your bird aren't really good because it's got too much cholesterol in it. So use an egg substitute like egg beaters, the equivalent of, um, well, for my birds, I use the equivalent of two eggs and it lasts about three days because I just give them each a little piece. But I put the um, the egg mixture in the blender. I add um, some sliced raw carrots, a couple of broccoli florets, and I take the pellets that the birds eat and separately, you know, I grind them up in a food processor so it's like flour. Mm -hmm. I keep that in a jar and I add a heaping tablespoon of the pellet powder to this mixture. I whip it around in the blender till it's all pulverized and then I cook it just like an omelet. Look at and that. Look at the work that you do. This is amazing. Yeah. Well, they're very healthy birds and they're happy birds. Too. Well, it's re- it's really easy and it's a really good way to sneak good nutrition into birds that um, may be kind of picky and cantankerous. Mm -hmm. You know, my Amazon parrots are all over, except for Kelly. Kelly's the baby. She's only 27. (laughs) (laughs) But the other Amazons, my two double yellow heads and my red lord Amazon, are all probably 33 to 35 years old. And all four of them were wild-caught imports. And although they're all, you know, tame and sociable, Cracker's my best bud. I've had her for 27 years. She's always on my shoulder. shoulder. (laughs) Yep, attached at the shoulder. But, you know, when in, in their first homes, they were probably just fed sunflower seeds and junk food. Mm-hmm. Cracker um, lived with a bachelor in Brooklyn during her formative years. And let me tell you, even after all this time, and I hardly ever get takeout food at my house. She yeah. knows what a pizza box is. Oh. The one or two oh. times a pizza box comes into my house, Cracker's ready to dive oh. into it. 
So so the, this egg omelet mixture is a really good way to sneak some nutrition into Excellent. these resistant Excellent. birds. And, you know, you just cook it till, you know, you don't want to give them a runny egg mixture. You cook right. it till it's almost kind of bready mm-hmm. or omelette mm-hmm. And it's it's very good for them. And they're thriving. You know, Cracker wouldn't touch a pellet otherwise. So yeah. I sneak it into the egg mix. And then Ratchet stays at your house every now and then when I travel, which is a wonderful thing. She eats uh, up a storm. Gets that too, she yes. She does. She does. Well, Ratchet, you know, she, she likes her carrots. And, you know, getting a bird to eat. <laughs> carrots <laughs> maybe only bird people understand mm-hmm. this it just may be do they like carrot sticks do they like their carrots in chunks do they like their <laughs> carrots raw or do they like their <laughs> carrots cooked i mean they're like you, you just have to discover yes. a way to get them to eat them and carrots and sweet potatoes a little bit of mango all mm-hmm. these bright yellow vitamin a rich fruits and vegetables are very, very good for birds because yes. um, vitamin A deficiency, particularly in cockatiels, can be a problem. Oh, really? And this is a good that. way to, yeah, this is a good way to get it into them. Oh. I know Ratchet will not eat a grape unless you cut it in half. Oh, well, of course. I cut all my bird's grapes in oh, half. Oh, well, I didn't know. I had to learn. Yes, and you must deseed them as well. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. Uh, <laughs> well, I have a friend or two who will not eat a grape unless it's peeled. Really? <laughs> yes, yes. But, you know, we we take really good care of the birds. And to, to, to non-bird people, they yeah. like my mother, she'll say, oh, for goodness sake, you know, what is all this all about? You know, there like, are children. Yes. Uh, blueberries are very good for them. And, yeah. you know, the mild acidity is very good for oh, okay. their crops also. Oh. And what about that crop of uh, the gravel? Do I, I, when I first got my first parrot, they mm-hmm. they sold me a box of that in the store. I mean, don't it's need not, it. Don't need not it. Not necessary, right? No. Okay. Uh-uh. You know, my my bird. Well, I've had um, several, I've had most of my birds for more than twenty years. Mm-hmm. They've never had gravel. Okay. They're just yeah, thriving. I wondered about that. Uh, most veterinarians advise against it mm-hmm. because the risk of impaction is too great. It can get impacted in their crops. It can irritate their digestive system. Wow. And, you know, the fallacy of providing a bird with a, cu- a cup of gravel is just silly. If they need any grit, it's at the most, you know, a couple of grains of grit a year. Yeah. And they really don't need it. The, they have everything they need. I, I think. Uh oh, I hear Ratchet. Ratchet. Is she tuning you up? Do you want to say something? You want to sing? Sing. Come on. Sing. Sing Merry Ratchet. Christmas. Sing Merry Christmas. Sing Merry Christmas. Come on. Sing Merry Christmas. She's very distracted by something today. Say, ask what's up. What's, what's up? up? What's up? Come on. What's up, Ratchet? What's up? What's up, Ratchet? What's oh, up, she she also says hi, Ratch. Hi, Ratch. You you taught her that. Yeah, she got she got that from me. Maybe if we um, you know, and and Ratchet is no stranger to microphones, so no, she's not intimidated. I don't know what it is. She's not speaking today. And no, she's Sorry. just interested in all sorts of other things. Yeah, it's like biting my hand. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's an affectionate bite. It doesn't hurt. No. You know, when when birds bite, I mean, that's one thing that um can really ruin a relationship. Yeah between a person and a bird Mm -hmm. and the biting 
it can be caused by several different things. You know, there's displacement biting, mm -hmm. where in the wild, a bird will try and warn its mate away from danger by nipping at it. Oh, wow. So if someone else approaches you, mm -hmm. like say you've got your bird on your arm, someone else comes up to you quickly yeah. and your bird nips you, mm. that's displacement biting. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because yeah. she'll always do that. She'll bite yeah. me instead. Mm -hmm. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, that's displacement biting. And, um, you know, you if you socialize your bird a little more, that may help with that or, ju or just being aware of it. Right. And there's also fear biting. If a bird is mm -hmm. afraid, mm -hmm. you know, if you're sticking your hands in its cage, right. you're, that it, your bird may bite. That's yes. territorial oh, biting. Wow. Wow. Um, if your bird is prone to territorial biting, mm -hmm. just wait until the bird comes out of the cage before you attempt to pick the bird oh, up. Oh, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. stick train the bird. Teach the mm -hmm. bird to stand, to get onto a stick. Well, luckily, the two birds I've ever had yeah. had that. Tr they were trained already with the sticks. Yeah. Well, and that's a great thing for a yeah. bird to do. Um, you know, if a bird sitter comes to your house, may be um, nervous mm -hmm. about handling mm -hmm. your bird. If the bird's stick trained, it can pick mm -hmm. the bird up, put the bird on the stand. If your bird ever, heaven forbid, gets out and is up a tree mm -hmm. and you extend mm -hmm. a stick, it's not going to be afraid of the right. stick because right. it's used to the right. stick. Right. And you have a bird sitter come to your house because you have 10 birds, right? I do. Yes. Yeah. She comes and stays whenever... I go on vacation, yeah. and um, I know when you're out of town on gigs, <laughs> Ratchet comes to my house. Yes, yeah, she does. <laughs> so it helps to have a birdie Thank you. friend. Yes, it's always nice. Yes, we have to have our birdie godmothers. Yes, we do. And, and then we then we buy them things on the road when we go, you know, shopping. Nice little trinkets. Yes, you have to buy the bird a present. <laughs> the bird a present. Yeah. So. Yes. Ratchet, are you going Ratchet. to get a present this weekend? Uh, Mom goes out of town. We don't know, Ratchet. Well, Ratchet, we're ready to sign off wings and things. Let's see if we can get Ratchet to say bye bye. Oh boy, come on. Bye. All we're getting out of this is a little chirp. Join us every week on Wings and Things with your host, Susan Chamberlain, and get a bird's eye view of everything there is to know about pet birds and how to make your frequent flyer a happy camper. Wings and Things, only on PetLifeRadio.com.